What's up and welcome to episode 17 of the Rambler Gambler Show. Yeah, I'm a rambler gambler, I'm a long way from home. Today's episode is uh, is going to be about what it's like to live away from your home for so long. So, I've been in China since October... 2015 um and i'm on this episode i'm gonna sort of indulge in my like life in china and what it's like living away from home so let's start back in 2015 october 2015 i had just finished university in ireland Uh, and then I had to decide if I wanted to try find work or what I wanted to do but I'd made up my decision that summer that I wanted to travel even though I was broke but I knew a friend who had worked in China and he was trying to set up a recruitment agency for um, teachers to go and work in China so he was he was just getting started and uh and basically he offered me a job in a city called Sushi and uh and I took it did no research took it just thought uh how exciting China like when I was a kid if you're at the beach and you were digging People would say if you dig far enough, you get to China. Like I, I remember just thinking China was like almost like going to a different planet as a child. And then, um, but I always, I was always fascinated by China. Um, my mom let me paint my bedroom whatever color I wanted when I was about. 12 or 13 and I painted it this like black and silver and uh, I wanted like Chinese symbols on my wall so I just got all these Chinese symbols on my wall and it was only like uh, a couple of years in China when I went back and I realized that I had like feng shui written all over my wall and at that point, I had already sort of educated myself on feng shui and all that it was. So, but anyway, when I was a when I was a child, I was very intrigued by China, and as I got older, I became very interested in traveling. And then China presented itself, so I went. When I arrived, I had no idea of like. Uh, nothing 
currency climate culture. I always say I didn't know any of them. I got a serious culture shock. And then I arrived at Shanghai Airport. Um, then I got, uh, I believe we got like a, a metro for like f- 45 minutes or an hour, followed by a bus to a car. And then a car drove me for like three hours. And I was with this man um, who was my boss. And he owned a language school. So he brought me to like this city. Um, He showed me my apartment that night. I remember thinking like, that's not too bad. Then... um, the next day, he came and he uh, he showed me where I was working. My apartment was right beside this shopping center, and this school was inside a shopping center. And at this point, I was like very, very overwhelmed by the whole experience. And uh, and then I I was there like a couple of days, and every day started feeling like more challenging, more culture shock, more lonely, more challenge. So many challenges, like little things, just everything was a challenge, to be honest. Like, you wouldn't believe. Um, and uh, and then I was in China about, I think I arrived like midweek, and I was about to start work on a Monday. And uh, in China, you can't use social media without something called a um, VPN. I think it's a virtual private network. Um, and it allows you to use, you know, all the Western apps. So um, I got in, I got in con- I didn't have a VPN for a long time. I got in contact with uh, my family and I, I showed them, how, or I told them to download an app called WeChat, which is like WhatsApp. And the first phone call was between me and my brother and, um, whatever was wrong with the signal or that, I could hear him, but he couldn't hear me. And I was, I was only in China like a couple of days, and um, he was like, "If you can hear me, nod your head." So I nodded my head, and uh, and he was like, "Right, I have something to tell you." Um, and. Don't worry, you don't need to come home. I'm going to, like, sort it all out. But Dad just died. So um, so I hung up the phone. I cried. And I went to my first day at work um, the next day. And my first day at work, I told my boss that I had to go to Ireland. So, um, so yeah, a couple of hours later, he drove me to the airport. I got a flight back to Ireland and I stayed there for a couple of weeks. And the day before I came back to China, like I booked a return flight. So I went to Ireland for a couple of weeks. And the day before I'm back, you know, I was in my own head knowing like the challenge that I'd have to like, 
accepting and and the situation I'd found myself in, which was like I was in the Chinese countryside and I couldn't see one white face and um and yeah, I just I knew that it was gonna be very difficult coming back and um my brother and my best buddy and my ex girlfriend they were all uh sitting with me in the pub telling me, listen, you shouldn't go back. You so many opportunities here, you'll be able to, you know, do whatever you want here. You'll 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 find work and you'll be successful. But I just had this I just had this need need to to succeed um on this challenge that I was after, like setting up for myself. I couldn't I couldn't stop like I couldn't um and and I went back and uh to be honest it was it was like uh the hardest thing i've ever done in my life those first couple of months were so challenging because when i went back um again i wasn't aware i wasn't aware of anything that was going on like it was very hard to it was so much to take in but in reflection um I was getting like extremely underpaid and uh and my boss was stealing money from my salary because he was taking money because I had to go to Ireland so for like my first month I think he was giving me like uh I don't know the equivalent of like a hundred a hundred dollars a week or something and he was paying for my apartment and then I grew to hate my apartment there were like cockroaches and and uh and it was like a stench and and uh, yeah I found it hard to get like uh I found it hard to get food so I remember like eating eating like instant noodles and stuff so anyway yeah, that was that was the start of it and uh yeah that was like very difficult and then it was Christmas time and I was like very depressed and um and uh, the nearest city to to the countryside area where I was was like two hours away it's a city called Ningbo and I went there and um I think at this point I had I had a VPN on my phone so I could use like the western apps and that and I searched for Irish bar in the city and I went to an Irish bar called the Shamrock Bar and uh that was my first like sense of freedom after like uh moving to China, burying my father, um working like long twelve, fifteen hour days, getting paid no money, eating ramen noodles. <laughs> I'm sitting at this bar and and I started talking to um to this Englishman and uh I drank loads of Guinness. I couldn't I couldn't get enough Guinness down me. And uh I went outside and I seen this dude outside a bar and uh this Russian guy who actually became my friend <clears throat> um but I, I said to him, Hey, uh, 
are there many, many other, like, uh, foreigners in there? And he's like, yeah, brother, loads. He's like, where have you been living? I was like, oh, I live out in the countryside. He was like, come on in. So I went in, and I was nervous because, like, I hadn't actually spoken to anyone. I hadn't had a real conversation with anyone in English for, like, three months. Um, and so I went in, and I just started playing pool. There was a pool table there, and then this... um this beautiful Spanish girl come up to me and she was like, hello, I haven't seen you around here. Do you want to come sit with me and my friends? So I went and I sat with them and we got drunk and I ended up going to a house party and they, I was telling them about where I live and what my setup was like and they were like, no fucking way, like you can't stay there. So I went back and... uh and I think <laughs> that Monday I handed in a notice saying that I was going to leave. Like I handed in like a one month notice so I so I didn't get in trouble. And uh, and I applied for loads of jobs in um, in this city, Ningbo, which uh, just to give you some context, I was living in a city of one million residents, which is known in China as like a village. And then I was moving to Ningbo, which is 8 million. And uh, I had no experience, but I got really lucky that this, um, this like, secondary school, primary school, like, they're called K-12 schools, um, they were setting up a kindergarten, and they needed teachers, and they were st- setting up the kindergarten just at the perfect time for me, like, midway through school year. So they employed me on a on a um, quite low salary, and then the next year they doubled my salary, and then the year after that they kept increasing my salary, and then with with uh, with time I became much more comfortable and happy, and I grew to love China, and with the money I uh, it allowed me to have like a lot more freedom, and I got to travel. Um, being a teacher over here, I was getting like in an international school. If you if you're not a teacher in an international school, you get like two or three weeks a year holidays. But I was getting like two to three months a year because I had bagged this um, this really good job in a really good school. So um, so yeah, I I was getting three months to travel, and I traveled all over Asia. And uh, and then when I had summer holidays, I'd travel all over Europe and spend time with my family in Ireland. And then um, after a couple of years in Ningbo, I moved to Shanghai, and I've been in Shanghai now uh, two and a half years. Um, so that's the sort of summary or timeline of my time in China um, that's that's sort of like the the challenge I just described like all the challenges I faced to get to where I am today but I didn't really uh, indulge in like all the moments of growth and learning and um, and happiness which I will do in in, in another episode I'm sure but 
Today, I just wanted to describe like the the China journey to where I am today and uh, and how I got to here. So it started off with like pure challenge and, and, and depression to where I am today, which is like this feeling of um, of like uh, tremendous like self growth and awareness of the world and uh and and my place and i suppose and i'm currently in a in a weird situation where we're locked in due to this like uh, pandemic and, and 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 the rules that are here in china but <clears throat> and when i leave china in a in a few months maybe i'll talk more about like my opinions and my perspectives on what's exactly going on. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying it's a, it's a very lonely and challenging uh, road to take to like, uh, just pack up and and leave your all your comforts um and i felt like quitting quitting the mission uh so many times particularly over the first like 2 years because they were the hardest um and uh yeah it's very difficult but what's what's uh, what was always um, what always made it okay was the fact that I could go home twice a year and see my friends and family. But um, the last right now, as you listen to this episode, we're in May twenty twenty two, and uh, I haven't been home since December twenty nineteen. So. Uh, that's too fucking long and uh and i've gotten past the point of missing people and missing things because they're just so far it's been so long that that my memories my memories are like uh gone almost and uh or they're not so vivid you know and um and like uh i miss people so much that i've like numbed myself from the the ability to to f- like feel when it comes to like how much i miss my family um and uh and maybe i'll reflect on this this time as like another like really challenging one but right now I'm in like um if it was if 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 this was a game I'd be in like um survival mode fight mode and uh and in a couple of weeks I'll be leaving here with a plan to return at some point but I'm really excited to to escape this part of the game and, and start like a, 
a new challenge, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I hope you found that interesting. Um, the whole first season of this podcast was nothing to do with me, and uh, I've decided, although I don't want to talk about myself the whole time necessarily, but I will. Um, will try to best describe like experiences and and um, and what I've learned from from my experiences in an attempt to help people um, that's the whole point of this podcast to help people inspire people um, hopefully improve people's perspectives and in turn improve people's lives and the way they they um, envision the world and so that's it thank you for listening thank you to my loyal four listeners on Spotify <laughs> but uh, yeah I love when I love when uh, someone reaches out and says that episode helped me or that episode was interesting or, um, that's what makes me want to keep doing the podcast and over the next um, couple of months the episodes are going to be similar to this but over the next year I'm going to be traveling the world and sharing experiences from different countries and um, I'm going to be, um, yeah, I've, I've got like a crazy plan, but I guess I'll not share that on here right now. But like I said, thank you for listening and uh, see you next Monday for another episode of the Rambler Gambler Show. Peace. Kill me, I'll live till I...